What is up, guys? It is Quinn here back with the Fantasy Playmakers. And today I'm going to be talking about players who I think are heading into make or break seasons. So, for whatever reason, I think, you know, these players heading in 2022, their trajectory is either really going to skyrocket or either stay high, or, you know, there's a decent chance that their value just totally tanks. So, these are very impactful seasons for them as players, but also in terms of fantasy football. So I'll be going through six players who I think are heading into these make or break seasons. And let's just jump right into the first one. I'll kind of be going in order of ADP. So starting it off here, we have Christian McCaffrey. And this is a make or break season for one reason. And I think you guys probably know what it is. It is his health. When CMC is on the field, he is the number one fantasy running back. There's really no debating that. From 2018 to 2020, these are his uh, PPR point per game averages. 24.1, 29.4, and 30.1. The man is just a locked-in, high-end running back one when he is on the field. The problem is he has only appeared in 10 games over the last two seasons, so it's great if he's a high-end RB1, but if he's not in your lineup, he's kind of a wasted pick, and he's not helping you bring home those championships. The good thing is that health really hasn't been a problem for him. You look back at his college career, was very available then. And then he actually played in all 16 games in his first three seasons. So really, he kind of just hit this wall and then started missing these games. I think it's, you know, rational to believe that he is not injury prone. He's kind of just gotten unlucky. And if McCaffrey can stay healthy through 2022, he's going to firmly establish himself as the fantasy running back one. I have him as my RB1. I know a lot of people are kind of scared off by him. That's totally fine. If you're someone who's like, I don't want the injury risk. I understand that. You know, I'm not hating on that, but I think if he can stay healthy, there's probably not going to be much of a debate heading into 2023. He will be the guy for almost every single person, almost in the same way that JT is kind of like the locked in number one heading into the 2022 season. On the other side, if he goes through another season with a few different injuries, or maybe he has, you know, unfortunately one serious one, it's really hard to imagine him being a first round fantasy pick again. Because I also think it would be hard to imagine, you know, three straight years of injuries that the Panthers or whatever team he'd be on are like, okay, this guy's getting a workhorse role because three straight years of injuries, that would just really kind of tank his fantasy value and I think his overall workload in the NFL. So CMC, make or break season for him. Health is a big factor there. The second player is going to be Tyree Kill, and he has been a high-end wide receiver one over the last four seasons. But the different thing for him here is that he'll be on a new team traded to the Dolphins. And I'm personally finding a little bit difficult to evaluate Tyreek Hill for fantasy football. We know he has the talent. We know he can be a high-end wide receiver one, but we just don't know how he's going to fit into this situation. Is this a spot where, you know, the drop-off in offense hurts his production? Is he good enough to overcome that? So heading into 2022, I think if Tyreek Hill balls out, puts up like a top 10 fantasy wide receiver season, then I think he'll likely be locked in as a fantasy wide receiver one, you know, probably for at least a few more years. But if he kind of has an underwhelming season, you know, maybe puts up like high to mid-end wide receiver two production, he's 28 years old, it would kind of be tough to picture him, you know, being selected as like a top 10, top 12 guy again, because you have Jalen Waddle ascending. If he didn't show it this year, you'd imagine... As Waddle starts to take over, Tyreek Hill would start to regress a little bit as that age continues to go up. So I think this is the season where Tyreek Hill either establishes that he is still, 
you know, an elite fantasy upside player, or maybe he just kind of slowly fades back into like wide receiver two territory. So I think that's what we're going to learn about Tyreek Hill here in 2022. We're going to shift back to the running back position for this next player, and it is going to be Saquon Barkley. And he is on here for a very similar reason to Christian McCaffrey. Saquon Barkley came into the league and as a rookie running back, averaged 24.1 points per game. That is insane. Just keep in mind, Jonathan Taylor was the RB1 uh, last year. Jonathan Taylor only averaged 21.9, and that's a very solid season. Saquon Barkley averaged over two points per game more in his first NFL year. We know that when Saquon Barkley is healthy, the dude is an absolute monster, both just real-life NFL and for fantasy football. The problem is, as you guys all know, he really hasn't been healthy since that rookie season. He has dealt with three straight injury-riddled years. So this is kind of Saquon's chance to either lock himself back in as an elite fantasy running back one, or this is kind of the spot where if he goes down again with injury or even, you know, stays healthy, but doesn't really look like his, you know, former prime self, I feel like his fantasy value will likely only continue to fall. I'm someone who believes in Saquon this year. I think I'm going to have a lot of shares of him. So hopefully he's able to stay healthy and returns to that like prime workhorse we saw in his rookie season. Now going back to the wide receiver spot, I'm going to talk about Michael Thomas. And honestly, at this point in the offseason, I feel like Michael Thomas is a total mystery to probably everyone. So he goes out in 2019, has that record-setting season, averages 23.4 fantasy points per game. Everyone's hyped about him, you know, coming into 2022. He's going as probably like a top five pick in most leagues. You could even see him going like number four, number three. I mean, it made sense after that insane season he did have, but then he honestly was pretty brutal. He was playing through an ankle injury basically all season, was really struggling. And then heading into 22, we're like, how do we evaluate this guy? We knew he wasn't going to start off the season healthy, but he was still draftable because I think they were anticipating he'd miss like six weeks. Then he ends up missing like the entire season. Doesn't suit up in 2021 with that same ankle injury. So now Michael Thomas's ADP is sitting at it's like a early six round pick. And this is kind of a weird spot. I think that's a great value for Michael Thomas, but there's also a lot of risk there because we just do not know what is going on with his health. It could totally turn into just a basically a zero in your lineup and be a wasted pick. According to the Saints head coach, Dennis Allen, Michael Thomas is still not ready to practice. And it's this weird spot where he's been dealing with this injury since 2022. And if he's still not fully healthy from it, like is Michael Thomas ever going to be close to the same guy? So it is very possible Michael Thomas just kind of fades away and isn't really fantasy relevant after this year if he can't come back from that ankle injury. But it's also possible he gets himself fully right And I mean, honestly, he could reestablish himself as a fantasy wide receiver one. I know he kind of gets hated on a little bit, you know, turned into a meme, slant boy, all this stuff. But Michael Thomas is an insanely talented wide receiver. And I do think if he's healthy, he could be a wide receiver one. So that's kind of just a risk you're going to have to take if you're considering drafting Michael Thomas. Personally, I think, you know, his ceiling far outweighs him being like a zero in your lineup. But that's just me. Everyone can kind of evaluate that differently. Now we're going to be talking about Cam Akers here, and I think this is a clear make or break season for Cam Akers. Prior to tearing his Achilles before the 2021 season, Akers was a borderline first round fantasy pick. Everyone loved him. We thought he was going to have this massive workload, 
People were really hyped to see him break out as the workhorse. He ended up, you know, returning late in the season. Honestly, just did not play well. It was impressive that he returned so quickly, but he was just wildly inefficient. So we can't take a ton away from that. I feel like there are just like two clear outcomes after the season or kind of during the season. The first one, he comes back. He's not the same kind of operates in like this Rams running back committee. And then he just kind of turns into one of these guys, you know, never going to be an elite option, not a great fantasy pick at his current ADP. The other option is he manages to come back, returns to his previous form prior to that Achilles tear and is able to operate as the Rams workhorse. In that case, you know, he'd be a total value going like early fourth round right here. So I definitely think this is a big year for the future of Cam Akers. And then the sixth and final player we're going to be talking about, staying at the running back position. This is where I have Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And I think it could be argued that his make or break season already happened uh, in 2021 after a rough rookie season. Personally, I'm willing to give him one more shot. He's once again going to have a pretty empty backfield to compete with. He's going to be competing with Ronald Jones. And like, if you're arguing that Ronald Jones is competition, you clearly do not believe in CEH. If he cannot beat out Ronald Jones for touches, then you know he's just done as a fantasy asset in general. He'll have another opportunity to prove himself this year. CEH has the first round draft capital. He can operate as a three down back. We know he's a solid pass catcher. He'll be on a high scoring offense. Like everything is there for him to succeed. So if he cannot get it done this year, I just don't think it's going to happen. But if he can kind of turn in like a mid-tier running back to finish, he may not be like the elite RB1 we thought we could have had, but he can definitely take a big jump from where he's being drafted at now, which is like a you know mid to low end RB3. So those are my six players who I think are heading into make or break years. Let me know what you guys think about these players down below in the comment section. You know, do you feel strongly that one of these guys is going to really ball out, improve their value? Or maybe the other way around, you think one of these guys is really going to fall off? Let me know down below. If you enjoyed the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. As always, thank you for stopping by and I'll see you guys in the next one.